Hey there, welcome to the Cultivated Family Podcast. I'm Megan Hillica, and this is where we dive into grief and loss and all that I've learned through the loss of my daughter, Aria. I want to share tools and the things I've learned along the way to help me carry my grief, along with interviews and stories of other people who have experienced pain and heartache in their life, and how we can, as friends, support one another through our tough times so that we can have the joys again as well. You are not alone, my friend, so let's dive in. Hey, welcome to episode number two on the Cultivated Family Podcast. This is Megan Hillica, and before I dive in, I just want to say this is like my 10th time re-recording this because I am new to podcasting and I could not figure out how to uh, get my audio good. So I have one that is pretty bad audio, so I'm redoing it now. Um, Today I'm going to talk about living with PTSD, um, finding out I had PTSD and what it's like to live with PTSD. Before I begin, I want to say that I'm not a doctor or a therapist. Um, I just am sharing my story and my experience with PTSD and then what I believe to be true about PTSD from what I have learned. I talk often about PTSD because there's a misconception that This isn't only for soldiers or for combat veterans, and it is not only for soldiers. It is something that can happen to anyone um, from a traumatic experience. Anything that is, you know, sudden death or even a controlled death, it can seem like, you know, if it's coming, you know it's coming, that still can be traumatic. Death is traumatic in any way. Um, and things like car accidents, natural disasters, abuse, anything like that. There's so many things that can cause PTSD. And I think we're starting to learn a little bit more, but it's still very much unknown. And I think people aren't aware. I had no idea I had PTSD until my therapist pointed it out to me. So I'm not even sure that lots of therapists or doctors know a ton about it. I've had people tell me who have gone to therapy and doctors and they wonder if they have PTSD and their therapists or doctors have never mentioned it, never brought it up as a even an option of something that could be be happening to them. So I think it's important to share, talk about, share our stories and not be ashamed of, but try to find ways to get help and hope and to other people. So I want you to remember that PTSD can be different for everyone. Just because it's not the exact same as my experience doesn't mean that you don't have it. There's a lot of symptoms that come up, a lot of different ways to experience it. But at the base of it, it's a lot of fear, trauma, not being able to put the past in the past, re-experiencing symptoms. I'll go through them a little bit later. So PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder. It is usually a um, something that happens after a traumatic experience. I think of it as a brain injury that is invisible. It's something we can't see, but that it is actually wrong with our brain. That trauma has wrecked those pathways in our brain that connect and talk to each other Um So I want to talk about two different ways that I view it and think of it to help me understand how PTSD works and how it works in the brain. 
the one way one way I think of it is as a computer. Computers have a bunch of files and they file all these different documents or things in different folders. So if you think of our brain as a computer, we have different files, memories that we can file away in those folders. But with PTSD, you're not able to file that memory in the past. So if you don't have PTSD, you can file that memory and recall it when you want to. But with PTSD, that file or memory is always in the forefront of your head. It's always there. It's always present. It's always happening. It's always real. It just happens over and over and over again. And you can't file it in your brain as something that happened in the past and as something that's not a threat anymore. So it's it causes a lot of terror and fear because you can't get away from that memory or let go. You can't just let go of it and get over it. So the second way I think of it as the pathways to your brain between your right and your left side of your brain are cut. So we have our right and left sides of our brain and in that trauma and the traumatic experience, they're just snapped and they cannot communicate. So we're not able to put that experience in the past, you know, connect with your rational side of your brain. You're constantly in fight or flight because you can't even get to your right side of your brain to calm down and tell yourself that it's not real. So how I've thought of it for myself is that I have to work at rebuilding those pathways to my brain because all my brain knows is this trauma. So how do I work at rebuilding those pathways and telling my brain that this is not something that is going to happen again and this is not something that's happening in this moment. So how I found out I had PTSD, I started going to therapy um, after Breland was born and I would go there and I would tell her what was going on. I would tell her that I want to go down the stairs trying to check on my boys and my heart's pounding and I would see them, you know, thinking that they had died in their sleep as well. And eventually I began to just sit in my bed and pretend that I was sleeping. I would sit there and sleep till 9, 30, 10 until my boys came into my bedroom because I didn't want to go check on them. I didn't want to go downstairs. I didn't want to face that whole bodily response in myself. And another um, thing I went through was with Breland when she was born. I would lay her down in her um, bassinet right next to me. And I would tell myself, okay, God's in control. God will take care of her. You just go to bed. One thing I wanted to talk about is with PTSD, I think of it as a real injury and it's very difficult to separate um, trust and faith in God from that brain injury. So as I was saying before, I'd put Breland down to bed and try to say that, try to tell myself that just trust in God and God will take care of her. But my injury of my brain would not allow myself to relax. So even though I wanted to just let it be and let let my trust go to God, it it wouldn't it wouldn't work. So now as I've gotten better and I've healed my brain and I've been able to lessen my symptoms of PTSD so much, I can rely on that trust. I am able to put it in God's hands, but there was absolutely no way 
when my symptoms and my PTSD was so bad that I could do that. It just it just wasn't happening for me. So there is this belief about PTSD that you can't get better. There's this belief that once you get it, you are stuck with it the rest of your life, which in a way is true. I still say I live with PTSD, but my symptoms have gone from 10 plus down to like two or three. I still think of it every day. I still check on my kids often. I still have, you know, doubts or wonders if I'm going to find another dead child. But I can tell you that the way I was living before was not a way to live. It was killing me. It was so stressful. It was stressful on our marriage. It was stressful for our family. I think some of my kids have some trauma from the way I was. I just want to give you hope that it's possible. It's possible to learn how to live with it. It's possible to get help. There's things we can do to rebuild those pathways in our brain. I'm so, so passionate about this because I know how horrible it is to live with PTSD. And I can also see where I am at now and how calm I am. I know in some ways I'm, I know I'm not um, calmer than other people, but I feel really calm in my chest. Um, the trauma is lessened. I don't really have panic attacks very much anymore. Um, I don't have those bodily responses. Even if I have to battle my mind to go check on my kids, sometimes it's usually only a battle in my mind. It's not a bodily response of heart pounding, adrenaline rush, and looking at them and knowing they're gone. It's pretty rare for me now. With those, it still doesn't mean it doesn't happen. It is so less common. So I want to just dive into some ways that I found help and how to heal um, my PTSD. I began going to therapy called EMDR. So that's eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. It's a therapy where you sit with some buzzers in your hands and you kind of walk through your trauma or whatever you're experiencing and it helps to recreate those pathways in your brain because the buzzers go from left to right, left to right. My therapist often said it was like shining a flashlight in the dark um, we have no idea where we're going. We don't have any, you know, known path to follow when we're working with our brains. It's just to kind of see where we go. So every session that I would go into, we would sit down and just, he would ask me, okay, just close your eyes and what are you thinking about? What do you, just allow your brain to go wherever you want it to go. So I was in control of where we went with it every day or allowing my thoughts to go somewhere. Um, sometimes we went back to things that happened in childhood or even just my trauma and finding Aria after she died. It's definitely something you want a good therapist who's trained in it well for because sometimes you could go into red zones. He ha he called them red, yellow, and green zones. And if he ever noticed me going into a red zone, he would tell me to stop or he'd shut off the buzzers. And then he'd ask me where I felt it in my body because trauma a lot of times is stored in our bodies. And so I would notice where it was. Usually it was in my chest, sometimes in my neck and shoulders. And I'd focus on that. And as I focused on it, it just disappeared. And I felt calm again. 
And many times in my sessions, I would think that I can't handle this. This is so painful. I can't do this. And then I'd focus on it and it would just kind of dissipate from my body and I'd feel calm again. And then he'd say, okay. Many times I told him what I was thinking about or what I was walking through. And then he would say, okay, go close your eyes again and let's start again. So go wherever your brain goes. So it's just kind of that constant working through the trauma, thinking about it, thinking about it while the buzzers are going and the buzzers are helping you connect left side, right side, left side, right side, just keeps going back and forth. Trying to help, I think of it as trying to help connect those pathways to your brain. So one thing I really liked about at the end of my sessions, we would put all of my trauma and all of everything I was thinking about and experiencing, we'd put it in a box and then put it in the closet or shelf, like imaginary in my brain. So we'd be able to put all that stuff in a box. Most of the time I stomped on it and jumped all over it, kicked it, took took my anger out on it, and then I shoved it in the closet, and then we went to a quiet, calm place, which for me was a beach that I had been to. So that is the whole process for me of EMDR, and I think it's important to find a therapist who is well-trained in it and that you connect with and can talk and share about it with. Another thing I did was I would go running or biking, and I would constantly think thoughts like, I can do this, I can get through this. Thinking those thoughts while you're running, because running is kind of the same pattern of left, right, left, right, or walking or whatever form of exercise you're doing, Thinking those thoughts of trying to work through the pain or the trauma that you can do this and you can learn to live with it. One thing my first therapist tried to have me do, which didn't really work for me, but I think my symptoms were too high, is she told me to notice things and like focus on real life concrete things as I went downstairs to check on the boys. So as I'd go downstairs, I'd be like, oh, there's a white door and there is the stair treads and there is trying to keep your brain in the reality instead of going to fight or flight. So that's some another tool that maybe would work for you. Um, just trying to notice those concrete things. The last tool I wanted to talk about was something I learned about recently from Rachel Hollis's book, Girl, Wash Your Face. She talks about trauma she sustained as a child from finding her brother after he had died. And she said a therapist told her to allow herself to think about her trauma for five minutes a day or set a timer for however long you want to set it for. Set that timer and allow yourself to be there. I think so many times we fight and fight and fight. We don't want to go there. We don't want to re-experience it. It's so traumatic. It's so painful. We just really don't want to. But then when it just keeps happening over and over and over again, we don't even have any control over it. So I really like this idea that she gave of every day allowing yourself to go there for five minutes or 10 minutes, whatever it is, and you set a timer and then when you're done, You say, nope, I'm done. And I think that gives you a little bit more control in your life. And it gives you that feeling of control when things feel so out of control. So that's just another tip. I've not tried that myself just because I'm definitely in a much better spot now today. 
but I think that's something that could be very helpful and useful. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope that if you have PTSD that you, first of all, admit it. Second of all, come to terms with it. Third of all, get the help that you need. It's so important to get help. It's so real and it's such a invisible injury that it's hard to, maybe sometimes it's hard to tell other people about it. It's hard to tell somebody that you have it and it's hard to admit sometimes, but I think it's so important to get the help because it's so possible to learn how to live with it. It's so possible to to minimize the symptoms so that it's livable. Um, I don't think the quality of life with PTSD is very high. It is so hard to live that way. I've lived that way for a couple years myself, and I'm so thankful where I am today, and I just want that so badly for you too if you are experiencing PTSD. So please go get help. Um, If you want to try EMDR, there's two websites. I'll put them in the show notes, www.emdr.com and www.emdria.org, I think. Um, Those are two websites that you can find certified therapists in your area or around you. So I would highly, highly encourage you to do it. Your brain health is so worth it. Your life is so worth it. Just please go get the help. So I hope this was helpful. I hope it shed some light on PTSD for those who have not experienced it and maybe you are living with somebody who has it or know somebody who has it. It is difficult to live with somebody with PTSD, and it's also super difficult to live with PTSD. So just hugs, hugs to anyone who is affected by PTSD. It is a very difficult thing to live with. So thanks for joining me today. I do want to mention really quick that I do have a free Facebook group for grieving moms, specifically for grieving moms only. If you go to Facebook, it's called Living with Grief, Child Loss with Megan Hilka. So I would love if you join me where we can have more conversations about grief and loss. And I hope you have a good day. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Cultivated Family Podcast. While this episode is over, you can continue to join me in conversation on Instagram or Facebook at Cultivated Family. I would love to see you there.